St. George's number one station with Washington County's top talk show. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys, <clears throat> it's uh, Valentine's Day. You still have time to pick something up. Probably a little late to try to get a, a restaurant reservation, but you still got time to pick something up for her. And if you cheapskates, you can go to Maverick and get some uh, heart-shaped Reese's, white Reese's or something. But uh, anyway, welcome to the program. I'm Andy Griffin. Going to smoke some meat for my sweetheart tonight. Uh, hopefully, I'll have get off work in time to get it done. It's about a four-hour smoke, so i got to get home and get that done. But uh, Anyway, thanks for coming to the program. McCray Hepler is with me today on this, uh, what's looking like we're going to get rain, maybe even could be snow today in St. Really? I I hope not, but it could happen. I hadn't heard that, but you never know. Around the parade, it seems like we always have one or two crazy. Yeah. It's supposed to be cold this week. I think the high temp for any day this week is like 42 or something. That's crazy Uh, because it was like 60 yesterday. Yeah, it's like 15, 20 degrees below normal. But uh, McCray, thanks for coming on. And uh, it's always fun to to watch your videos and kind of stay up to date on what's coming, what's happening in uh, in St. George and Southern Utah. Appreciate it. We're going to talk exit eight a little bit today. Sweet. Uh, and by the way, McCray is with Eagle Gate Title. We'll talk a little bit about a, a graph that he put up in a, in a little while about the Southern Utah housing market. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's talk about Exit Exit Eight right now. Uh, to me, uh, you know, I, I used to come to St. George before I lived in St. George. Uh, lived here now twenty nine years. But to me, it's always the front door to St. George is Exit Eight. Is, yeah. You know, the boulevard. coming from the north for sure. Yeah. That 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 is the place. Uh, so, but, but the, the perception, at least for me is, well, there's no room for anything else at exit eight area. Uh, but, uh, all contraire, I guess, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's room, but there's also just some of the existing, some of the existing is just being either replaced or getting upgraded, which is also cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Tell us a little bit. Well, where do you want to start? What 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 area off exit eight? Uh, we start? could start in the shops at Zion. Okay. So a couple new stores, a couple new restaurants. Uh, okay. Now, which one is the shops versus the promenade, or is there still a promenade? How, how does that all? Yeah. That work? So the shops at Zion is on the eastern side. Uh, it's where. Um, by the old Ramada Inn and that up, yes. up that way. Yeah, up okay. that way. Along, along. Too hot and Outback and, yeah. Yes, Outback is is a signature one there. Super Chicks is right in front, right in, right. Right in that area. Starbucks. Um, <laughs> and the, th- the restaurants that everyone should know about, because they're all great, are right in the middle mm-hmm. of the Shops of Zion. And the newest one is Green Iguana, Green uh, Iguana. which is coming is it from. Open? Not yet. They're not supposed yet. to be okay. open by the end of the month. Uh, but they're moving from South Bluff, where they were over there, over into um, a little place there, and it's going to be uh, like fast casual, kind of like your um, like your Durango's, like that style of line mm-hmm. and okay. whatnot, uh, which will be good. And then, but then to shout out the other ones in there because they're all amazing. I was mm-hmm. in there yesterday. One is Papa's Got Jerk. Great stuff. Uh, It's amazing. Fall off the bone chicken and rice and all kinds of sides. Taco Plaza is also great. Incredible. Incredible tacos. And then uh, Berries and Cream, which is a dessert place. Tell me about Berries and Cream. If you've been to the other two, you should go to uh, Berries and Cream while you're there. Because you can go eat and then get a little dessert after, and it's not like a super heavy dessert. It's, It's a cream. Uh, that they they put in with a bunch of fresh fruit 
mm. and like graham crackers and almonds and all different kinds. They got a Sounds couple different types of cream and it's amazing. Super good. Sounds and delicious. Um, so there's those three and then green iguana will be the fourth one in that, the, right in that space. Kind of right there in, right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And then the shops that are opening or that have opened in the last couple months have been Indie Clover, which is uh, it's like a consignment. Like you can go rent a booth and sell your own, sell your clothes. Sell really? Your, yeah, really hmm. sell kind of whatever you want. It seems like um, been super popular. Uh, a lot of it, they're really big on Instagram and and. Uh, been really cool with the young folks yes the young, yes and i think young, you're I borderline th- young folks. i think young and old i know i know i just turned 33 <laughs> and it it feels really different for some reason i don't know why yeah, yeah. but uh have you bought a smoker or a sports car yet no i tried yeah. a smoker once actually in my 20s and i just don't have the patience for you're it i enough. love barbecue <laughs> yeah uh which picarica is also right around the corner uh oh yeah hopefully mid-march but um I love barbecue. I don't have the patience or the skill set to make it what it's supposed to be. It's a learning so. process. Yeah, I've had one for a few years. I was, you know, dabbled with the, you know, everybody had the grill, right? The burgers and dogs grill back in the back in the '90s and early 2000s, and it's graduated to the pellet smokers now. And I love. It. In fact, that's what I'm doing for my sweetheart for Valentine's today. Is, is nice smoking something for. Her. It's awesome. But, uh, yeah. You, they say, though, middle age, you either buy a smoker or a sports, or a sports car, car if you're if, <laughs> if that midlife crisis. So you're not there Neither yet. Neither one yet. No. Nope. Oh, that's good. Um, so right with Indie Clover is also another one called My Social District uh, Boutique Social and, District. and Bistro. It's a boutique clothing store in okay. front, and in the back, it's a little bistro really? where they have food and drinks and they're going to put on events so it's kind of like a speakeasy or like a little maybe like open mic type stuff or hmm. different performers different you know artists that that's can an unusual in. combination isn't it yeah it's pretty cool i think it's a cool concept yeah you know because you get people in there for some of the events and maybe to eat but then they walk out and shop and pretty yeah. cool What's it called I've, again? Uh, My Social District. My Social District. Okay. And I've heard a lot of good things so far. I haven't been over to try the food yet. And that's going to be locate that for us as far in. As so far just, as just, uh, it's in the shops just, just south of where we were just talking, where all the restaurants are. Oh, okay. Just south from there. So they're they're kind of right next to each other. kitchen store and Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. and all that down that way. Yeah. Line. Okay. Yeah, and there's a new barbershop in there too as well, Zion's bar- Zion Barbers. So. Okay. So yeah, and then um, that pretty much. There's a few other things there at Shops at Zion uh, that just aren't ready to be talked about, but some good energy going in there, and I think I think it's great. So yeah, um, I love all the food in there. It's awesome. And then uh, across the street is the Promenade at Red Cliffs, where okay. Durango's is Staples down east. Coles, yeah. Um, so not ch- Coles. Sorry, my bad. Chat Chat Boba, Old, old Navy. Uh, ch- yeah, Old Navy. Um, <laughs> Old Navy's down in Red Rock, uh, where, where Old Navy I'm, used to be. Where Old Navy used to be. That's right. Now there's, yeah, something else. Down East. And, down East. That's the one I was trying to think of. Um, Rain cramp. But uh, so in the set, in the circle where, where Colt, next to Cold Stone is okay. uh, Chat Chat Boba, which is the boba tea drinks that the, have become pretty popular. The little bubbles in them. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And then across the way is Stretch Labs, which is a new... Um, a new, I it's a new workout facility, not workout facility, but it's 
it's a lab. I've heard for good, stretching. good things about it. Yeah, yeah, I've and heard I, great things I, too. Everybody talks about it, you know before you work out you can stretch, but stretching can be a workout in and of itself, especially if you do it right. I know yoga has gained a lot of popularity because oh, it's yeah. basically stretching. Yeah, I need to stretch more, so I've actually been thinking about getting over there. Um, nice, I'll meet you there. Okay, sweet. <laughs> and then Apollo Burger is sad news. You know, it went out, and yeah, a lot of people were there? shocked by that. I don't know. Um, I had heard they were having uh, employee, you know, maybe not enough employees or something, but uh, I, 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 I hadn't heard it was financial. Especially, I, I had a friend who posted, like, the day before they went out of business, yeah, we had 40 people there, and they did such a fantastic job of taking care of us. And then the next day, boom, we're, we're, we're closed. It's crazy. So, is there? Do you have any idea they're coming back? Or are they no done? insight. No, no, no insight at all. Okay. And I've heard that there's something already confirmed in for that spot, but okay. I haven't heard who yet. It'll okay. be food, though. Is, is what I'm what, what I've understood. Well, if I get a vote, I want so, an Astro Burger. Hopefully, something popular. <laughs> yeah, or, or a Godfather's. Or something That'd be like cool. That. Yeah. And then uh, that pretty much that rounds out the promenade. So then down in Red Rock Commons, where Chick Fil A is okay. uh next to cafe rio it's a new greek place called nick the greek nick the greek okay yep. and uh i think they're probably still a month or two away um, that's just kind of give or take but they are under construction and uh i've heard really good things about it really good uh, greek, euros and greek baklava food. and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah cool and then nothing yet in the lulu the old lululemon next to um dicks is still vacant not sure what their plan is there and that rounds out that um and then crossing exit eight on the other side of the freeway okay there's another restaurant taking over the old sakura okay and not they can't can't really say yet but it's oh, a darn it it's a super popular brunch spot from northern utah though and oh they're mm-hmm. excited so um <laughs> that's a tease <laughs> should be it's going through all the city planning right now so hopefully hopefully have some info soon so and then there's a couple other potentials right behind there next to the hilltop car wash. There's a pad that, that they've now put up that can be their least. It can be either an office space or retail, so we could see something there. A couple other spots around there that are for sale or for lease that um, that uh, that could be good. Because, so, yeah, that is the entrance right there, right? And then you've got, yeah, the, you got the pink yeah. box right there, and you've mm-hmm. got all the – you've got – bunch of good stuff right there and so if we can continue that coming good stuff agreed uh, like i said i feel like this is a, the, the front door to st george first a lot of people especially coming from the north and that's where a lot of our folks come from salt lake area that's kind of their first impression of st george what is what is st george going to be like well i get off at exit eight and i can go left or right and i you know get the first look yep. at, at the town and uh you know hopefully they'll, they'll get a good impression if you haven't watched yeah. mccray's videos though folks he has. Tell me your video guy again. The guy, with, guy with the drone. His name's Caden Kelsch with Vision Impact Productions. Does a fantastic and job. Him and his guy Dan. Dan. They they put together incredible content. Yeah. They, it, it it helps you visualize. I mean, we can talk about it all we want, but it, in, until you can kind of see the picture in your mind. Yeah. And, and McCray, your guys help give us a video and kind of picture of all of what's going on. Uh, I think too, also the, the overview from the drone helps us see that there are actually still spots. There's still open spaces in all these places that we've talked yeah. about that you don't even think about. I didn't know that was there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Room. 
So, yeah, no, it's fun. It's really fun. We actually just did one last week here on Bluff Street, so that'll come out tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, you can find it on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Also on YouTube, uh, people can subscribe to YouTube, and usually happens every Wednesday. Sometimes, if timing uh, isn't all the way right, it's either Tuesday or Thursday. And I try for every week, but sometimes it doesn't happen. So, And your uh, newsletter, southernutahnewsletter.com, is the best place to find that? Yeah, and you can subscribe to my email distribution list through that. Yep. Very, very cool. It's a, it's kind of a weird thing that you you, you maybe you thought, started out wanting to do this stuff, but now you it's kind of who you are. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. taken taken your it's life crazy. over. Yeah, kind of crazy. That's a good thing. It's fun though. I really enjoy it. I'm from here. I grew up on this on this mountain right here, and fun to see all the all the new stuff come. You know, it's fun. New opportunities and new places to eat are always great, and I just love to see. I'd love to be in a thriving economy. I think, you know, people can complain about some of the cons of growth, but I'd take those over a dying yeah. economy all day long. I agree. So I agree. we'll keep thriving and I'll keep enjoying it. <laughs> Are you old enough to remember the old Godfather's restaurant on the boulevard? Do you yeah. Remember that? And, yeah. Uh, they used to have the buffet and everything. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss Godfather's. They've completely retracted from Utah. There's no Godfather's oh, really? in the state of Utah. But I was surprised. And there's still 400-something Godfathers around the country. Wow. So they're not dying. They just came. They just left Utah for huh. whatever I wonder reason. why. You should so, try to bring them back. I, I, if I had the capital. I, I don't know if you know anybody with a couple of million dollars. We can open this. Open a Godfather's here. But, uh, you know what I want to do is I want to I want to see the Sugarloaf restaurant, uh, Sugarloaf Cafe re yeah. redone. Re I think that back, would be cool. Baby. Bring it back, yeah. Or the old Dicks, right? Yeah, or that. <laughs> We're talking with McCray Hepler today. We've got a few minutes. I wanted to talk a little bit about the housing market. Now, McCray is the owner and operator of Eagle Gate Title. Uh, and the title company is kind of weird because you you can't really you don't go out and market yourself. You you're kind of in the middle of the, between the realtors and the and the and the builders a lot of times or, mm -hmm. or sellers. Uh, and so you, I mean, business is what it is. There's not a whole lot you can do, right, to drum up business as a title company. Yeah, other than just be you know relationships, relationships with all those people. Give that people are, a good experience. Yeah, mo most people just don't know what we what we are until most people know about. Oh, I'm going to close on my house. Um, or they've heard their friends or family say that, but they don't yeah. really get it until they show up sometimes. For us, we try to be more proactive so they know who we are from the jump, uh, but still people typically don't know who we are. So, so are, you, are you the guy in charge of the big pile of papers that we have to sign when yep. we close? That's you? That's us. We're the ones, yeah. <laughs> How do you keep all those papers straight? Because don't, don't the rules change all the time anyway? Yeah, and there's a lot of paper, and... Luckily, I have an amazing team yeah. that is full of incredible people that keep it all together. <laughs> Let's talk about the housing market a little bit. Uh, there's a cool chart, again, if you go to McCray Hepler online or Eagle Gate Title Insurance Company on Facebook. Uh, he has a cool graphic that he's put up talking about things like uh, active residential listings, the total sold in the month, et cetera, et cetera. One of them I wanted to make sure we explain to people uh, is absorption rate. Uh, will you explain to people what that means? Right now, the absorption rate is 3.8. Yeah, so that's the amount of homes that we have, the amount of inventory we have available in months. So that's almost four months worth. If So if no other houses came listed... Yeah. 
that's how long it would take to sell them all. Correct. Is, yeah. Is Which estimate. is a pretty healthy number yeah. historically. And, uh, and if you look at that number, it's actually pretty much static the last four months. It's yeah. been about three eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so, been pretty even. The number that has been great to see is the pending listings. Yeah. Which shot up from two eighty two eighty four to three sixty eight. Yeah, right. It's a huge, which team. is a massive jump. That's almost a hundred more. And pending listings are all the all the listings that are currently under contract, ready to close, um, and that's a big jump. And mm. so, just the last couple of weeks, everyone I talk to is busier, which is good. You know, more mortgage guys are saying there's more applications being taken. Realtors mm. are saying the showings are happening more. Uh, builders have a bunch more traffic and that's what usually happens leading up to the parade of homes and the spring is just, you know, this is when everybody starts to, starts to pick up, but with all the national inflation and economy and doom and gloom, there's been a lot of, you know, hesitancy of if we were going to have this. Right. And so it's been great to see a lot of good energy around town and um, I'm excited. There's a number on there, uh, original list price percent uh, of sale. Uh, for instance, uh, back in September, 94.4%. That means that if you listed for 500000 you you were probably getting uh, somewhere about 460 or 470 And And right now, the original list price is 92%, 92.6% of original list price. Is that have you have you been or has it been over a hundred? Have people been yeah in, yeah? The reason why I included that I started doing that during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, and it was mostly to see the how crazy the up was. Can like I I initially started doing this as uh, it was like a this February compared to last January type of thing. Right. So you could see in ni- two thousand nineteen or I guess whenever whenever that COVID started period, you could see the difference between before and then the boom right the, the frenzy and uh so one of the things that i what I, that i real uh, realized or saw was that it was like 103 104 105 percent of list price so people literally were making more than they actually listed their house for. yeah yeah and so that's why i started tracking that number and so we're down we're back down to what what i think is uh it's kind of stayed pretty even the last couple months uh which is also not a that's kind of an average number over the last long time so um so yeah pretty crazy though it was at an average of 104 103 pretty crazy crazy. yeah man i'm gonna put my house up for 200 what you want to give me 250 okay (laughs) you know yeah wow so uh, right now, by the way, again, this is uh, the chart from Eagle Gate Title and McRae Hepler. 1,464 active residential listings right now for sale. That's a lot of houses, you know. Folks folks yeah. are saying, well, there's nothing for sale. Actually, there's a lot for sale right now. Oh, there's a lot. Does that include, uh, are, are these pre-owned homes or are these, yeah. does this count new builds too? Yes, yeah, some, uh, this is coming from the Washington County Board of Realtors, MLS. Okay. So, at, so, and some of the new construction isn't on there. Um, a lot of them have put it on there because things have slowed down. Uh, it's, but that's the majority of everything for sale, you mm-hmm. know, land and homes and everything okay so. D- would it include a house that's not finished yet on this list do you think or yes if they've listed it okay yeah if okay. they yeah and a lot of people do they list it prior to it being done 
The only numbers I would say are a little bit concerning the average days on the market. It's it's still actually not that many, but compared to what it was, we went from 43 days five months ago to 71 days yeah. uh, on, on the market. So if you think you're going to hel- sell your house in a month, probably not going to happen anymore. Yeah. No, it's not. So, yeah, it is creeping up higher than I than, than I would have expected given the, the, the last couple of weeks. But I think that number uh, will come down in February. So what does the, of course, Parade of Homes starts Friday. Mm-hmm. What does the parade do to the housing market? Like, will the parade have a, a, an actual effect on these numbers that we're looking at right here? Do you think? So during that week, it's not, it's not usually that week that everything goes crazy. It's usually the week after. So people come, they look, they get excited, they see what they like. Mm. And sometimes, you know, some people do, you know, they go right out and they, they, want to buy and they put something under contract but usually at least from our end the orders that we're seeing uh is usually the week the week and couple weeks after okay. and like i said that's usually just what kicks off the the hot spring spring is the hottest time in st george to buy and sell so between the and between the prey to homes and about middle may and that's kind of the window the hottest window of the year and so hot. in recent times, the entire year has been hot for the most yeah, part, right? Yeah. With the little ebbs and flows. But historically, December, January is slow. And then February is just kind of an uptick until the parade. And then it just kind of kind of goes a little crazy. March, April, May go pretty wild. And then, and then the other part, the other kind of hot, the hot temperatures come yep. in June and July, August start to slow down the house sales a little bit usually then. Yep. But, uh, well, McCray, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm excited about Exit 8 and, and some of the new things that are happening. I with, I, I'm with you as far as those uh, restaurants over there. Uh, you know, Papa's Got Jerk and, and the taco. What's it called? The taco? Tacos Plaza. Tacos Plaza. Great food. Uh, and, and I've got to get over to the Berries and Cream and check that out. Yeah, so. definitely. I, they're all great. All super quality food. I just, like I said, I had Papa's Got Jerk yesterday. Mm, and So good. Yeah. and jamaican food that is it's so it's authentic and we don't have anywhere else here that has ever had jamaican food it's the first first yeah. brick and mortar so good stuff and highly recommend it he's mccray hepler eagle gate title thank you McCray. thanks guys appreciate to it to we'll let check in with weather now here on kdxu punching holes in the liberal agenda it's the andy griffin show on news radio 890 92.5 kdxu southern utah's news talk leader welcome back mccray had to go thank uh, i want to thank him though for coming in and talking about what's happening in uh, st george washington county cool uh, things we learned about uh, exit 8 area there are still some holes to fill, empty lots, and also some new restaurants and things going in. I'm sad he didn't have any information on Apollo Burger. That was one of my dad's favorite places to, to go to eat. Uh, he said a restaurant is in talks, and they already uh, pretty much have a new tenant ready to move in, but uh, you got to jump through all the hoops, right? Uh, but he could not tell us who it was. <laughs> Dang it. I tried. I tried to extract it from him, but uh, he uh, was sworn to secrecy. Uh, and uh, by the way, uh, McCray will have a new video coming out tomorrow, or uh, yeah, I think tomorrow uh, on uh, Bluff Street. 
some of the stuff that's happening on Bluff Street. If you haven't caught one of McCray's videos, I highly recommend it. Just to, just to search for Eagle Gate Title in in actually you can search in Facebook Eagle Gate Title or uh, McCray Hepler M A C R A E McCray Hepler. And uh, the videos are actually pretty easy to find, as well as the chart we were talking about with the homes for sale uh, and uh, and the trends there and the home sales. It's, uh, it's pretty good stuff. All right. Uh, obviously, we uh, most of us watch the Super Bowl. 113 million of us. The third most watched TV program in U.S. history. Uh, by the way, uh, number two was uh, Super Bowl 50, I think it was 52 or 51, six years ago. The one between the uh, Patriots and the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Remember, they elected to uh, <laughs> pass the ball instead of giving it beast mode and g- giving it to... Uh, giving it to uh, Mar- Marshawn Lynch to win the game. Seahawks, the ball was intercepted. The rest is history, as they say. But, uh, yeah, that one was the uh, second most watched show in uh, U.S. television history. What was the most watched show? Well, we'll tell you here in just a second. Uh, all right, let's do it right now. It was actually the Apollo 11 uh, moon landing. It was... Uh, Apollo 11 was the American space flight that first landed humans on the moon. Commander Neil Armstrong and Lunar Module pilot Buzz Aldrin landed the Apollo Lunar Module Eagle on July 20th, 1969 at uh, 2017 UTC. That's a uh, universal time. Uh, and Armstrong became the first person to step onto the moon. And an estimated 125 to 150 million people watched the moon landing in the United States alone. This was way back in 1969, 20th of July, 1969. That is, and still to this day, the most watched television program in American history, the moon landing of Apollo 11, Super Bowl, uh, there it is, 59, no, 49, Super Bowl 49 was is the most watched Super Bowl. And then uh, this Super Bowl we just had, 57. It uh, was the yeah, second most watched Super Bowl, third most watched show of all time. And uh, by the way, the most watched, uh, let's see, we had the moon landing was number one, and then a whole bunch of Super Bowls in a row. And then uh, coming in at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is uh, Richard Nixon's re- resignation speech. A couple of more Super Bowls. And then coming in at number 12, the final episode of MASH, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, uh, the final episode of MASH had 105.9 million viewers. That was in 1983. I was a junior in high school. Uh, let's see, yeah, February of 83. Uh, but uh, Super Bowl continues to bring it in. By the way, in case you're wondering, the most watched program in world history, not just the U.S., but around the world, the most watched uh, television program in world history uh, it was a funeral, actually. The funeral of Princess Diana of Wales was the most watched program in uh, television history. There you go. All right. Uh, a show I don't watch is, uh, well, pretty much anything on MSNBC. Uh, but I was, uh, somebody sent me a reference to this, said, listen to what Joy Reid of MSNBC has to say about the Super Bowl ads that uh, promoted Jesus Christ. Here's what she had to say. Listen to this. The ads, which in my humble opinion, were really not that great this year. But two from a group called the called He Gets Us really stood out, telling viewers to be childlike and urging us to look past our differences with the tagline, Jesus loved the people we hate. 
Wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold, on. Hold, hold on. I want to play that her line again. Listen, listen to her. Listen to her tone of voice on this. The people we hate. Oh, let me go back. But with those ending viewers to be childlike and urging us to look past our differences with the tagline, Jesus loved the people we hate. Do you, hear, do you hear that disdain in her voice? Do you hear that? She's condemning basically loving others. All right, let's continue. Oh, it went away. This happens sometimes. Maybe they're trying to play another ad on me. Anyway, uh, I guess I'm going to have to summarize it because I seem to have lost that. But basically, uh, Joy Reid, MSNBC, uh, said, well, the people that paid for the ads about loving people hate people because they're listed by the LGBTQ as being a, uh, an enemy of the LGBTQ lifestyle. So therefore, whatever message they sent out, uh, because they're hateful people, their message is hateful. And uh, it, it's so ironic to me, this, uh, this Joy Reid lady is sitting there saying, uh, yeah, just so you know, uh, it's, uh, it's okay for me to hate people who love religion. That's fine. But it's not okay for people who love religion to... Uh, not approve of the LGBTQ lifestyle. It's 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 just it's hypocrisy is what it is. So I think I might have her back here. Let me see if I'm trying to do two things at once. That doesn't always work, but uh, yeah. And and of course I refreshed the uh, screen to get it back on there, and they want to play a commercial. I'm not going to play their commercial on my TV, on my radio show. No way. Uh, but uh, we'll get to get to Joy Reid's comments here in just a minute. I, I just I guess the thing that really bothers me about the the criticism is why do they think that it's okay for them to hate on the lovers and and you know the people that say that promote love? It's okay for her to to criticize them and be cruel and 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 yet you know. <laughs> She's doing the same thing here. Those ads didn't tell you is who is behind the He Gets Us campaign. It's part of a $100 million campaign to help promote Christianity and build the brand of Jesus, according to its backers, because his, his brand has really just never been built before. And I think it is fair to say Jesus Christ wouldn't spend millions of dollars on television ads promoting his image. How do you know that? Hmm. Anyway, the story on Fox News about uh, Joy Reid from MSNBC just goes on to say that uh, we have no right to promote Jesus in the prime time. We have no right to promote religion and things that are good to the traditional family in prime time. Those, those prime time things should be reserved for wokeness. They should be reserved for uh, promoting alternate lifestyles, for not just loving people who have different beliefs than you, but loving people who stick those beliefs in your figurative face all the time. Again, the, the hypocrisy, it drips with hypocrisy. And, and, you know, she says, in my humble opinion, at the beginning of that, it's like, do, do you understand that your opinion is not humble? Do you understand the hypocrisy? It's right there in front of them and they can't see uh, what it is they're doing. Drives me crazy. It's 944 on KDXU. I'm going to get another time out when we come back. I uh, want to talk about a little thing called a face mask. 
If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call at 673-5890. You can text me. got a couple texts in here I'll look at here. When we get back, you can text me at 435-467-5842. It's the Andy Griffin Show on KDXU. This is the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned for Clay and Buck coming up next. Good morning to you, 948. It was, well, last year. I don't know, last summer, I guess it was. I don't know. I want to say August, maybe. I don't remember exactly the the, uh, time of year, but it was a beautiful time to be in San Diego, California. My wife and I uh, went out there. My wife loves beaches. She loves the ocean. And uh, we found a little place on Coronado Island. It's funny. We stayed across the street from the old Coronado Hotel, right? That's the, that's the, the, the place people go that have a lot of money. Uh, I think Coronado Hotel is like three fifty a night or something. I don't have that kind of money. So we found this little, I'm going to call it a dump, but a, a little teeny hotel with little teeny rooms across the street from the Coronado, the old Coronado. Uh, ours was like $100 a night, which is reasonable. Uh, although they said they had a pool, they do not. They lied. <laughs> They're like, I don't know how that got there on on the internet. We 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 never said we did. I'm like, um, it says right there on your website that you have. Anyway, uh, that's beside the point. So we're staying in Coronado. Uh, we we actually really like San Diego. I think San Diego is for the most part a pretty clean town. Uh, you know, the, the, you got Sea World and you got the San Diego Zoo, but uh, we really like the old downtown area the, the the marina and then the the gas lamp district and, and the uh, uh little italy there uh pretty well maintained and well taken care of so uh the wife and i went to coronado and uh, one morning we got up and decided to go get a uh, quote unquote fancy breakfast in san diego now this was last year so, you know a year ago or so uh and uh we decided to go to a restaurant in the, in the gas lamp district and get a nice breakfast. You know, a really nice sausage and eggs and the fancy French toast with the stuff, you know, stuff in the middle. So anyway, uh, we got to the restaurant and uh, it said on the, on the door there. Now remember, we're in California. It said uh gas uh, uh, masks are not required. They are, however, strongly recommended. We would. Do, we will not refuse service to someone who does not wear a mask, but we do uh, wish that you would wear one. Well, we didn't have masks. Uh, we went in. We were, by the way, the only people in the restaurant without masks, uh, including the people that worked there. And um, when our server came to us, she stayed a good six feet or more away from us. Uh, they had every other table blocked off, so there was uh, plenty of social distancing going on. And uh, she took our order ball uh, at the same time. I don't know how she did this. Pretty amazing. At the same time, taking our order gave us a dirty look, like, how dare you be in here without a mask? Anyway, uh, we got our food, had a fantastic breakfast. It, the food was really good. Uh, some of the people in the restaurant actually took their masks off to eat, but put them on right away as soon as they were done eating. Uh, and uh, we uh, got a few dirty looks. Uh, there was a young couple sitting uh, on the table next to ours, probably, I think, college students, so probably, you know, 
late teens, early 20s, uh, masked up, double masked, uh, covered up. It's funny, they had holes in their jeans, but not in their masks. But uh, And uh, they managed to, as they walked by, give us, both of, both of them gave us major looks of disdain. Like, how dare you populate my restaurant with your non-masked face? Well, uh, they, they did put together a study, finally. And uh, I'm just going to read it. This is from Fox News. The stance by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on face masks has taken many twists and turns throughout the COVID pandemic. After initially claiming face coverings weren't necessary, the CDC changed course in April of 2020, calling on all Americans, even children as young as two years old. Can you imagine that? A two-year-old with a mask uh, to mask up. That September, then-CDC Director Robert Redfield said during a Senate hearing that face masks, this is a quote, face masks are the most important, powerful health tool that we have, even suggesting they might be uh, offer more protection than even getting a vaccine. Those recommendations likely played a large part in 39 U.S. states, including California, eventually exacting mask, enacting mask mandates. Now, aha, now. A new scientific review led by 12 researchers from esteemed universities around the world suggests that widespread masking may have done little to nothing to curb the transmission of COVID-19. Published by Cochrane Library, the review dug into the findings of 78 randomized controlled trials to determine whether physical interventions, including face masks and hand washing, lessened the spread of respiratory viruses. When comparing the use of medical surgical masks to wearing no masks, the review found that, quote, wearing a mask may make little to no difference in how many people caught a flu-like or COVID-like illness. Uh, This was nine studies done involving nearly 300,000 people and then it goes on to say it makes little or no difference in how many people have uh, flu COVID confirmed by a lab test. Uh, the review compared medical surgical masks to N95 respirators. It found that wearing N95 respirators probably makes little to no difference in how many people have confirmed flu. Uh, and may make little to no difference in how many people catch a flu-like illness like COVID-19 with 78 studies involving hundreds of thousands of people finding this out. I just remember, and I made the comment the other day that, uh, so me sitting in a restaurant in San Diego, and my comment was not well received by who, uh, my guest at the time, uh, that uh, uh, I guess uh, I guess we uh, feel vindicated in not wearing our masks in that restaurant in San Diego while everybody else was giving us uh, dirty looks. Now, you have to know, my wife and I, we are not, um, we're not very good at, st- we, we don't like standing out. We don't like carrying the banner. We're not uh, outgoing, stick it in your face kind of people. Uh, but when we decided not to wear our mask, it was a conscious decision. We Right up until the moment we went into the restaurant, we had masks in our pockets. And the decision was, you know what, we just we just don't need it. We don't believe they do any good. Uh, we don't believe that, and since the restaurant doesn't require it, but only suggests it, we don't believe that we should have to do this, and so we're not going to do it. And I'm not saying this because we were, I don't know, you know, martyrs for, for for a change in America or anything like that. I'm just saying that I never believed the mask really helped much at all. 
And uh, for them to tell me I had to do it, it really made me, it, it, it hurt me as an American and a lover of freedom that, uh, that they told us we had to do it. And uh, I'm so glad in Southern Utah we never got to the point where it was really that bad. Now, uh, having said that, we did have uh, the school district under the direction of the, the, the governor uh, tell us we have to wear masks in schools. And our kids, and I, I truly believe, and my daughter 19 now, my other daughter is 21, I truly believe it, it changed their lives and not for the better having to wear masks to school for a, a time. I think it hurt them socially. I hurt them. I think it hurt them emotionally. I hurt them mentally. Uh, but to to have this study come out, and and I know, okay, you can only have a study after it's been done, right? But to have the study come out and say, yeah, well, we shouldn't have had, uh, shouldn't have done that. Oops. <laughs> well, yeah, oops. But uh, the the damage is done now. The permanent damage is uh, is done now. So. It's funny, I went on a cruise last summer. This was after San Diego, so like six months later or something. Uh, and, uh, and, and there were still some people wearing masks. The waiters at our tables were wearing masks. This was down out of Galveston, out of Texas. And I was just like, what, what's wrong with you? Why do you? Well, it's company policy. Okay, but don't you know they don't do any good? And they're like, well, nobody's proven they don't do any good. They must do some good because our leaders tell us we have to wear them. And there, there's the rub. They must do some good because our leaders tell us. Well, I think we need to understand, help our leaders understand that what they say, so many people still buy into that, that if our leader said it, it must be true. So much so it's frustrating, obviously, with the, with, the, with the Democratic Party. If they say it, it must be true. It's, we're to that point now, we've got to understand that that no longer applies in the modern world. If our leader says it, it must be true, no longer applies in our modern world. When we're, when we're, talking, about, we're talking about national policy, we're talking about even state policy, it's up to us to do our own research. Uh, kudos to people that didn't get the vaccine because their research their personal research said, and I'm not talking about the people that were lazy or just didn't want to get stabbed. I'm talking about the people that did the research and said, I, I have not found any uh, evidence that said that this is better for me. And I've kind of felt the way, the same way with masks. I never did find any evidence that it was better for me. I wore them when I was in the emergency room because they made me. And I took them off as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as they were out of the room. And uh, now hundreds of thousands of people and dozens and dozens of studies have shown that uh, the masks do little to no, had little to no effect on whether or not you caught the flu or COVID nineteen. They just they didn't do anything. After a minute, they were saturated. They were c- collecting as much germs as anything else. And all those people have said, "Yeah, well, how'd you like if I? What was the old saying they used to say? Well, if I urinate on you, would would you like it if I had pants on, or if I didn't have pants on? If I tried to urinate on you." That, that, that doesn't apply. It's not the same thing. It's apples and oranges. It's, it's, again, it's the liberal agenda. It's the leaders telling you, believe what I have to say, even though I don't know if it's true or not. It's 9.59 on KDXU, and uh, time to turn things over to Clay and Buck. I'll be back tomorrow. Got a good show planned for you in the manana. Thanks for listening. I'm Andy.